Dean, I learned something today on the internet. Did you? Apparently, you need a license to watch BBC in the United Kingdom. That's Big Brother for you. And I watch BBC in the United States all the time for free. Uh, (laughs) What does that tell you about the world? I'm sure there's some kind of... I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm sure someone's paying for that somewhere down the line. And that someone is Ian. Thanks, Ian. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. He's got a billion toys. <laughs> you brought into a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. Hold on to your butts. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's the weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. It's our first episode in 2020. Hell yeah. In, in this new decade, we uh, we ended the last decade uh, on a bang. On a high, yeah. On a big bang. With the Collecting Weekly Awards, we had a great Christmas special. We uh, Seth put together a really nice best of awards or best of clip compilation, and it gave us like two weeks off. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell, I butchered the intro because I was freaking out. <laughs> uh, but we're back. We are here. We have uh, a great show planned for you guys tonight. Uh, episode eighty-five, World War B. And this episode would not have been possible without <laughs> our friends over at Watto's Scrapyard. Dude, shout out Watto's. Sean is a wonderful guy. Super great. Doing a ton of really neat things and collecting weekly auxiliary. Killer. He's working on custom head sculpts for 1 6, 1 12th, 3 and 3 quarter scale figures. Uh, some of the ones he's done recently. Uh, Kylo Ren on Masked Mandalorian. Uh, you know, uh, Sabine Wren, Darth Talon pretty much all the sculpts that anyone could want. And he's doing a very special promotion in collecting weekly auxiliary. And we'll talk about that in custom corner because I don't want to spoil all the goods too early. Dean, before we get started with the news, we have a very special segment that all of the best shows start with. Would you like to kick us off? Yeah. You ready? Yes. It's new this week. week. It's so hard doing that over stream. Though we did kind of nail it. Yeah, I mean, we're perfect. Uh, perfect. So, yeah, what did you get new this week? I Really, it's been a couple weeks, so I got a ton of stuff. Um, I got the... Well, she's up there, but... The uh, Kill a Kill Figma, the last one for Kill a Kill. Uh, Mako, man, I can't say her last name. It's crazy. Uh, and then I bought the... The tunic and the cape for Kylo Ren, six scale, because I had uh, episode seven, but he looks mm-hmm. so cool with the cape and the shorter tunic. Yep. That I just kit bashed the Force Awakens version into the uh, last the opening scene. Last slash. Yeah. And then um, this guy came in the mail. This is the metal, uh, it's not metal build, it's metal composite. RX-782. This thing is incredible. Um, 
they're coming out with another version. It's literally the exact same, just a reissue. This is the first one. I got them pretty cheap. Uh, it's amazing. I can't wait for you to get your hands on this because it's crazy good. Uh, and then today I went and picked up. <laughs> I went and picked up uh, Power Down Broly from Steven's Collectibles. Shout out Steven. Yeah, shout um, out to Steven. He was just at my house uh, about an hour ago dropping off uh, one of my new this week's. And, yeah, uh, that's good to you. Definitely big shout out to Steven. So I had a, a pretty busy... It's been about three weeks since we've last been here. Uh, so um, real quick in the chat, we have Dan Lee says, what's up, everybody? We have Caesar M says, hello. Greg is in the chat. Mervin's in the chat. Uh, but it's been a busy few weeks for me. So uh, for Christmas, I was a good boy this year, and I got myself an Ironmonger from my parents, from Victoria, and uh, from my work. They gave me a nice little bonus. So the six-scale Ironmonger is finally in my collection. It's a really nice piece. And... Uh, after watching Rise of Skywalker, we're going to get into Rise of Skywalker a lot later. Uh, so, you know, spoilers in this episode. But uh, after watching Rise of Skywalker, I was like, yo, I've been sleeping on these sequel trilogy characters on Hot Toys. And uh, I had moved three pieces of my collection this past week. So I moved the uh, Godzilla X Plus, the Russell Crowe Gladiator, and then yeah, the. Yeah, and then the uh, um, Chagokin Gypsy Danger. Right. I still have the NECA Gypsy, and I think that one's my favorite, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I was able to move those three figures, and I traded Rainer the Gypsy for the uh, Riot Trooper Finn 2-pack. Nice. That was probably one of my favorite moments of TFA. Uh, and then I was able to uh, sell the Gladiator and the Godzilla to pick up the Ray and Kylo TLJ figures. Now, yeah, yeah. Um, I learned something on Monday, and that is that ThinkGeek, which is owned by GameStop, sells Hot Toys. Right. Not only do they sell Hot Toys, they sell Hot Toys at retail, which is kind of surprising because GameStop uh, and ThinkGeek... Never put anything at retail. <laughs> exactly. They do a... Even on a Black Series, you're talking like $5 or $6 upcharge. Uh, it's like 3 or 4 but sure. Depending on the character, when I went to buy um, the Second Sister you're Black right. Series... Uh, no, I'm being serious. I asked how no, much the Black right. Series were, and the Jawas were 20 bucks, and Kylo and the second sister and the, the dude from that game were 25 They were $24.99. You're All right. Well, <laughs> uh, so so I I had you know, put up a want to buy on Ox, and I was hoping to get a deal because Sideshow had, had canceled their $20 off rate promotion, and I was not about to pay tax, which we'll talk about here in a second, plus uh, the retail for Ray. Right. And Manny and Greg, uh, sweet angels, they told me that uh, ThinkGeek had one. Called my boys up, and sure enough, they um, they did. And uh, the price was retail, and uh, I was really happy about that. But um, I was a little concerned because it was a display model, so it had been on the shelf for a while. I asked him how long it had been on the shelf. He said it was about two, three weeks. And uh, I asked him if they were doing any promotions on, uh, you know, those figures uh, at the time. And he said they weren't. But because it was a display model, I can get 15% off. Nice. So that ended up being uh, $35 off. Nice. It's a pretty sizable discount. It was actually cheaper than Sideshow with the tax. And the sh- and the and um, there was free shipping, but it was actually cheaper because I was taxed at that lower rate. So... Right. Couldn't, could not complain about that. Um, so I picked up the Ray, picked up the Kylo, uh, TLJ from Steven, 
And uh, I also got some really nice gifts from my co-hosts. Uh, Rainer got me the Ralph McQuarrie Vader arrival print, and it's framed, it's signed, it's numbered. It's a beautiful piece. And then Seth got me MPM7 Bumblebee from the, uh, I believe it's a Bumblebee from the, the newest Transformers movie. And that's uh, pretty cool. Um, but I... Not, not Bumblebee, Transformers? Or Bumblebee? Wait, what? <clears throat> you said it's a Bumblebee from the newest Transformers movie. You mean the Bumblebee? Yeah, 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 yeah oh. not the seventh. Franchise. Okay. Yeah, it's like, I think it's the Bumblebee from the solo movie. Okay. I was like, wait, what? All the Bumblebees are Transformers. <clears throat> um, and then I picked up from uh, Q and Bow, which is a company that makes the oversized Bumblebee, this little G1 accurate cartoon Bumblebee. And it transforms, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably my favorite of all bees at the moment it's adorable fits in your pocket transformation is uh i'll do it right now it's super look at that just unfolds like that uh super easy and um dean there was a little bit of uh bee drama and we're going to talk about that on grinds my gears so we got we had a great show planned for you guys tonight we got lots of things to talk about um so much cheese man it's not even funny so much cheese man oh you have cheese man or i have cheese man dude just in general just we're overflowing with cheese man actually in the show bean and cheese man actually we <laughs> i don't know that we can talk about the cheese man that we have right now but <laughs> no. we got some some spicy we got some uh retribution oh <laughs> you have we to literally that. can't talk about it yeah we literally can't <laughs> but let's just say uh revenge is a dish best served cold Oh, yeah. And uh, while I'm doing this, I transformed the guy, and he's amazing. Hey, that was, that was fast. <sighs> anyway, so, Dean, Sideshow, uh, back in November, actually back in October, uh, we sent them a message asking about tax. Because right. at that point, I think it was October 1st or November 1st, um, all retailers shipping product into Texas were legally required to charge sales tax. Right. And I thought it was interesting because Sideshow hadn't, made an email or um had not started charging tax right like not even like a hey heads up yeah so we we sent them uh we went deep undercover and sent them an email and uh, they pretty much said that they had no plans to charge tax and they weren't sure when slash if it was going to change right monday i went to see how much ray cost this was before i knew that um think geek had one and i noticed that there was tax on the order. Uh, and I thought, let me holler at the boys. And sure enough, their processor did receive an update and tax is being charged on states that require sales tax. And this is a big deal. Now, TC, the wonderful angel from Six Hill Scavengers podcast, dug a little deeper on this. And this does not repl- uh, does not take effect retroactively. So if you have an order that's already been made, before I think it was January third, uh-huh. you're good to go unless you change your address. Any order placed after that date is subject to sales tax. Uh-huh. Now, Sideshow is the official distributor of hot toys in the United States, though there are many sites you can buy hot toys from, including uh, you know Hong Kong sellers. So let's look at Big Bad Toy Store, and in this example, we're using MMS five hundred seven Crate Luke, two thirty five for the figure. Four dollars for uh, FedEx flat rate shipping, and nineteen dollars of tax comes out to two fifty eight eleven. 
Sideshow, the official distributor, comes in at two thirty five retail, twenty one thirty one tax, and twenty three thirty five shipping. God damn! Interesting to note the tax is slightly different, and uh, the total comes out to two seventy nine sixty six, which is a difference of twenty one dollars. Right. Now, common common sense dictates that with Sideshow you get your eleven seventy five back in rewards points, which is five percent. And are you all right? Getting getting that five percent back is eleven seventy five, but subtracting eleven seventy five from two seventy nine sixty six puts you at ten puts you at ten dollars more than Big Bad Toy Store to buy it from Sideshow. Yeah. If you want a double box, I think Kevin is rubbing all up on your mic. It's getting real yeah, loud. Uh, if you want a double box that you're looking at an additional ten dollars shipping. So thirty three dollars shipped, which puts your difference at thirty one dollars. Now the big thing that's being said is well you get rewards points, you get money back. Those take into effect thirty days later. Right. And to use those rewards points, you have to buy something, something expensive. Yeah. And when you buy that something that's expensive, you're subjecting yourself again to the twenty dollar price difference. Big Bad Toy Store shipping is fantastic. It's double box. Your items are well protected. FedEx is a really good shipping carrier. They uh, have an expi- uh, expedited uh, shipping for nine seventy four. It's a little bit more expensive, but you're still under sideshows. So it really, it really brings into question how good is sideshow now. Um, I think if slash when Big Bad Toy Store you know starts a rewards program. Sideshow is really not going to be that attractive a place to buy something from. Right. Now, well, even, even with the 1175 back, let's just say you got 1175 back, you're still short 10 bucks from BBTS. Exactly. So it's like you're you're not really getting the 1175 until you spend more money later. So I'd rather have the money now and then I have to have the money money. now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, one thing that's interesting is maybe not interesting, but one thing that I would suggest is um Sideshow has been very generous with their geeks giving and their spooktacular. And I think the the best time to buy from Sideshow and and frankly the only time to buy from Sideshow is the holiday season after Geeks Giving. (laughs) You're gonna have, you know, a hundred dollars of rewards points, uh maybe more. And you're going to be able to apply that to an item and get it for, you know, almost nothing. Uh, like I had in the case of Kylo, or rather the uh, Blitzwing. And I think any other time during the year, Big Bad Toy Store wins out, you know, just a clear winner. Uh, Big Bad Toy Store, there's oftentimes not in NRD, which is what Sideshow has, which you lose if you cancel. Uh, Big Bad Toy Store also doesn't require monthly payments to hold your item. And I think those two things combined... Uh, are really, really, really good thing. Now, Jason says uh, eBay sellers are charging tax now, too. Yeah. Jason, that's actually not eBay sellers. That's eBay itself. Uh, Kensington is in the chat. And Caesar M says, I found it today with the Deluxe Palpatine with $25 off plus free shipping. The $25 coupon helped with the taxes. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. You're still paying it, but you're getting the coupon now. Uh, of course, with every figure, the, the, it's case by case. Uh, I think with uh, Jedi Training Ray, she was free shipping at Sideshow, and she was, I think, a little bit cheaper than Big Bad Toy Store. 
Um, but you just have to to weigh your options as you go forward now that tax is a thing. There's a lot of people saying that this is something petty to bring up because it's tax and, you know, this and that. But, Dean, this country was founded on arguing about tax, you know? So I don't think it's really that crazy that we're we're talking about this here. It's you know not the same thing, but sure. Well, is it, though? But anyways, let's get into new pre-orders. So uh, the big one that was actually really surprising was the America's Ass Captain America from Avengers Endgame. 259 buys you this figure, releasing April to June 2020. I think this figure looks really good, but that ass needs to be like 40 times bigger because uh, that's some pancakeage going on there. Take the lower body from Black Widow. Put it on. No, here. no, 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 Dean, you're all wrong. They need to take the BVS Batman body oh, junk in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. With that with that thing in the back. <laughs> that that figure was dragging a wagon. They need to put that <laughs> on on this uh 2012 version of Captain America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have Mario Mario Cortez in the chat, and uh someone from Facebook is saying popculturezone.com. Uh, Facebook user, let us know your name so we can give you a shout-out. Here's the one in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good site. Yeah, I know a few people have gotten, like, pretty good deals on there. Nothing, like, crazy, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah. uh, I'm not a huge fan of waiting for shit from Australia because it takes forever. Yeah. Uh, so that's Lenny that says pop culture is cheaper. And then he also says Time Walker is also a really good place. So, yeah, there's plenty of places to get your figure Depending on how cheap it is... I'll wait, but sometimes it's like, dude, if I'm only going to save 10 bucks, I'll just get it at a sideshow and get it like a week earlier or from Australia, probably like two or three weeks earlier. Yeah, that's true. Cause big bad toy store does get the figures like really late after the release. Um, I think like in some cases it's like a month or two after sideshow gets it. So you do have to wait a little bit for that savings, but if it's, a, if it's an in-stock figure, you know, it's not too bad. Uh, Hot Toys showed the unmasked Spider-Man head from the upgraded suit. I think it looks really good. Apparently, this was a bit of a controversy uh-huh. while we were on vacation. Uh, but this looks like a really great head sculpt. Like, I honestly don't know why people are complaining about it. I think the biggest complaint that I have about this figure at the moment that I hadn't noticed before is the gloves look like they have no texture on the back of the hand, and the suit is super textured. And in this picture in particular, you can really see it stands out. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know... I don't know. It looks like a good head sculpt, but apparently this was like a meme in the community for like a week while we were out. Um, Jazz Inc. Dioramas showed off their first uh, size prototype of the Millennium Falcon cockpit. This thing is huge. I know Yoast announced that there was going to be a deluxe version with lights and sound, and um, I think that's really cool. Um, I think he said the price was to be announced. Uh, but this is fucking awesome. Like, super impressed by this. Uh, of course, the top of the cockpit comes out so you can access the figures. Um, but this thing is huge. I imagine uh, his son is, you know, a pretty big dude. And this this thing is, is just massive. So good on Jazzing Dioramas there chugging along. Let's get into new releases, Dean. Thanos from Endgame, the armored Thanos was released. And I think it looks pretty good. People were complaining that there's not. Um, why does he come with a gauntlet? Didn't he have a gauntlet in this scene? It wasn't with all the stones. Never has a gauntlet at all. 
Ooh. Of that armor, except for the power. The nano gauntlet, right? Or the nano gauntlet, yeah. Yeah, that's what some people were disappointed when they opened the box and there wasn't a nano gauntlet inside. Um, I think yeah. the paintwork looks really good, and I think a lot of people are hoping that we get a battle damaged uh, version from this with the nano gauntlet. And I certainly think we will get it once all the uh, all this version is sold out, uh, yeah. just like they did with the Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an, he literally never because this is the Thanos from the past, so he doesn't have the gauntlet yet at all. So he shows up gauntlet, literally gauntletless. Yeah, and. So, like, why the fuck does he have a gauntlet? Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, one thing is also he doesn't come with the the flexed bicep arm. Yeah, from what I've seen, and you know, it just looks awful when you articulate it like that. The yeah, they have a, a picture of him sitting down. <laughs> uh-huh. The arms look so bad. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. Uh, Justice League Superman was released, and hey, about time. I will. Well, it's like two years late. Yeah. Uh, this figure is blue, like blue AF, um, yeah. and it's it's really striking because these films are very um, dull in terms of like the color grading. Right. And to see that suit, I mean, it, the the real costume is probably that blue, but on, on film it doesn't translate. Uh-huh. Um, in hand, this thing is like neon blue. It has the chrome underbody, and it comes with two head sculpts with the LED feature. Uh, look at Justin's collections review and the uh, the way they did the LED head is really interesting. It's like a whole like cartridge that comes out of the head with the the lighting unit, mm-hmm. and uh, you put the batteries in. But unfortunately, there has been some reports of some really bad light bleeding. We have a picture here with uh, you so can see in the hair. Uh, Justin's didn't look this bad. Granted, he did have a lot of studio lighting on it, but oh, god damn, um, like in the back of the head, you can see it. Yeah. Yeah, so not uh, not sure if this is a widespread issue, but I have seen a few reports of this. Um, the Aquaman Aquaman was released. Aquaman movie Aquaman was released, and nice. this figure looks really good. I imagine the articulation is off. Looks way better than the other one. Yeah, um, clearly. Uh, I don't know if he's got a, a fish in the front of his pants or something, but man is rocking some schmeat. <laughs> Um, but yeah. yeah, that's that's the all the comments were saying, you know, pointing that out. But uh, it looks really good. I like the head sculpt. I imagine the hair is probably going to hinder a lot of the articulation, and uh, I imagine this suit is just not articulated at all. But uh, I gotta respect the look. This does look pretty good. What do you think about it, Dean? It's better than the next figure. Yep, Harvey Dent was released as well, <laughs> and. <laughs> Oh, that was a convincing <laughs> gag. Now, I'm going to wretch. I will say not everything that's wrong with this figure, I think, is Hot Toys' fault. Even in the movie, I thought the, the suit burn effect looked really weird in the film. Uh-huh. Um, but I think Hot Toys just like applied all the paint technique that they used on the flesh onto the suit. And I don't know. Not, I don't know. It just, I've seen a few reviews on this figure, and I know that there's people that probably really like this figure and this character, but um, was not a huge fan of the final product. Yeah, um, I saw someone complaining about this the other day, uh-huh. and I forget what it boiled down to, 
but it was like, how could they make this? Like, no one wanted this. They should make this instead. And I was like, so you're pissed off because they didn't make your figure. But they've been knocking out the Dark Knight movie, uh, figures for a while. I was like, yeah. I was like, this is just going to round someone else's shelf out. Just because you don't collect it doesn't mean it's not a good idea. Yeah, that was a while ago that you that you made that comment, but I specifically remember that because I think the guy wanted, like, it was something really stupid that yeah, he wanted. It was like, no, it was, a, it was a Star Wars. He wanted a Star Wars figure. And I'm like, dude, Rise of Skywalker comes out like in four months. Everything is going to be about that after that. You know, there's 10 Hot Toys Star Wars figures that we know are in the pipeline at some point. Yeah, you it know. it's like I was like, this game, one this figure is not even out yet, and you're already like pissed off at it for literally no reason other than your figure didn't get made. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I don't collect this line. I don't really even like those movies. Yeah, but for someone who collects the Batman and specifically the uh, Dark Knight Rises, yeah, what's or, uh, I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan. Because the Christopher Nolan Batman's, this is a really cool piece. It makes sense that they would make it. So, yeah, I don't feel the big deal is. Uh, again, it looks great. Uh, Dark Knight, right? Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight. This yes, one the Dark, is Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I agree. I agree. People. Uh, people are really upset about that. We have Darth Angel, Death Angel two one zero in the chat. Hey, there he is. Who's that? Like, who's that? My buddy Eric. Hey, what up, Eric? Dean, I think you may have wanted to save the wretch for this figure. This was the Toys Era Comedian, and <laughs> I so I bad. do think that the value is, is still there even with the way it looks. You're getting sure. three head sculpts. You're getting a lot of accessories. You're getting a decent outfit. Mm. You're probably getting a really cheap generic body, and I think that's where a lot of the issue is. This body looks way too wide. It almost looks like... Um, like a Kanye, that Kanye video where they were in the sweaters with the huge <laughs> yeah. bodies. The head looks like maybe 10% too small, but again, I think that can be fixed by the body. Um, PJ made a really interesting comment Either about that. Either that or the clothes are too big. Yeah, it could be that. Um, uh, PJ made a good comment that, you know, this is a three piece suit and it's going to be baggy no matter what. And that's an excellent point. Um, and I don't know how you mitigate that. I guess you have to go with a really slim body, like a Luke Skywalker without the fat suit, and then put those layers on top of it, because he was very gaunt in the movies, very, very frail. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know, because when you see pictures like this, which are in-hand photos, um, a lot of paint chipping on the hair, <laughs> the um, 5 o'clock shadow doesn't look so good, the makeup, it's like, it's which is intentionally so supposed to be messy, just looks... <laughs> I, I I don't know. <laughs> this is by uh, Reddit user entity so underscore ninety seven. <laughs> like it looks nothing like Joaquin Phoenix. Like it's ugly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not good. If it, if anyone tries defending this, like I just I you're I no longer value your opinion. Like objectively, I, um... that's not good. It doesn't matter what the lighting is. That's bad. Yeah, because initially the concerns were there was too much lighting, and then the concerns was there was not enough lighting. And if yeah, you need a it, figure to be lit by like the lighting from God Himself to look decent, yeah, I don't know, man. I went with the uh, 
it was like the $90 set, the really cheap one, uh-huh. because I knew that if it's bad, I can pick up another body for 10, 15 bucks. I can either have my wife fix the paint or pay someone to fix the paint. And I can still have a good figure and not be in on it too much. Yeah. But when you're coming in at the 180 price point, there is nothing that, you know, I mean, you can obviously do those things as well, but you're going to end up with a figure that's the cost of a hot toy, you right. know? And you had to do all the shit yourself. So I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel I, like I this think has... It's, a, it's also kind of a shit argument to say like, oh, well, the price point is so good that it doesn't matter if it's shitty. It's like, well, no, because then they're just going to start churning out shit figures and they know you're just going to pay for it. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah, and that's that's questions to coming out with a bad figure, like canceling your pre order, then they, they they could just get away with it. They're gonna know, like, oh, it doesn't really matter if it's like that good or not. Yeah, and that's why I, I tend to try to call these things out when they happen because uh, that's why we rather tend to call these things out because uh, I think we're of the opinion that you know we have to be that voice in the community and call these companies out for this because, just, like you said, like you said, if they if we don't and no one does, they just keep doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, this Dean Oof. spectacular Blitzway Ecto One insane, ridiculous. The seats. It looks like an actual car seat. This is ridiculous. This is like shrink ray all over this whole thing. It's insane, Dean. This is this is spectacular. Now this this did take a, a while to come out. Some people complained about that. Uh, some people complained the chrome on the bumper wasn't good enough. But when you look at this, this, this beautiful creation here, fucking pretty damn good. That's pretty amazing. I gotta say, um, it looks so good. I'm just admiring it. So this is the Ecto One from Ghostbusters. What's that? Is it true six scale? Yeah, it's a six scale collectible. Now I'm not sure if the figures can fit with all the proton packs in the back. I'm not sure. Well, they don't wear them in the movie. They put them in the back. No, no, I know that. But I'm saying I'm not sure if you can put the proton packs in the back and put all the oh. figures in there. Um, I assume if you were daring enough, you probably could. I can't imagine anyone would do that. Um, right. Yeah. But dude, this just looks fantastic. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Blitzway coming in strong. Jeez. Yep. This is uh, so. So uh, Lenny says they can fit inside. So that's really cool. Oh. Now, Dean, uh, I came into this episode fully hoping, or not fully hoping, but fully anticipating to roast Superman toys. Uh, this was before Christmas. They posted "Merry Christmas" due to a car accident and a knee broken. I've been unable to inspect the manufacturing process. The production of Hunter D is hurrying for release within the end of this year. Uh, with some pictures here, 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 and then Hunter K finishing March two thousand twenty. Um. I was a bit disappointed because, you know, this had been, uh, I've already paid off one of these figures. The other one, uh, frankly given up on. And, uh, my boy posted this yesterday. This looks, this is the Deckard, uh, Blade Runner 2046 Hunter D Dude, right now. I was like, why the fuck did they come Hunter D? <laughs> well, cause it's a third party. No, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking of his first name. Oh, uh, Deckard, Rick Deckard. Yeah, Deckard. yeah. Oh. Um, two head sculpts: the whiskey glass, the pistol. That's an amazing head sculpt. This is fucking amazing. Is not easy to get. No, not at all. Um, I'm really excited about this. This was, uh, I think, this figure retailed for like 130. Uh, so not bad. The uh, the Hunter K though is the one I'm really excited for. I'm, so I'm really hoping that they nail it. But um, 
I haven't gotten my invoice yet from TNS, so we'll see what happens. Or is that just a shirt? What's that? Is he pudgy on purpose, or is that just a shirt? Oh, I think in the movie he's a little pudgy. I could be mistaken, but I well, think it's I just the shirt. Toys pudgy, or um, probably the shirt. Okay. I imagine if you if you water treat it a little bit, it'll look a little bit better. What is the difference in the sculpts? Uh, one's looking to the left and one's looking forward. It's a really okay, weird right. difference. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I will say. Okay. Um, Dean, let's uh, let's 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 talk about us. Let's talk about collecting weekly. Yeah, yeah. We we set some goals. Uh, Mario says this looks like a Han Solo recast from TFA. Could be, very well. Could be. Um, but Dean, let's talk 2020 goals for collecting weekly. Do you have any goals this year? Uh, yeah. Why don't we finally get the show going with Six Girl Scavengers, a joint show? Six months in the making. It feels like a lot longer. Are you sure it's only six months? Yeah, I'm excited to do the joint show. I think that'd be, I think that'd be fun thing to do. And of course, you obviously mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, they're a busy group of guys, but uh, yeah, it'd be fun yeah, to I'm get a joint it. show. Like I really want to get that done. That'd be a fun show. My my goals. Um, so we have we have a certain number of members in Ox and a certain number of subscribers. Uh, I really want to hit that five hundred Ox members number. I think that'd be that. Think that's a very attainable thing by the end of the year. And I really want us to get to a thousand subs on YouTube. I think that's uh, I think that's a big possibility. Uh, and I also have an. A, I don't even. What's that? Where are we at right now? Uh, subs are at like 250, so Ooh, quarter way there. Nice. And then, because we hit well over the thousand hours we need to monetize, we just haven't hit a thousand subs. And then also, well, I guess it could change with all the YouTube drama, but I also would like us to aim for like 25,000 plays this year. Last year, our goal was 10,000. This year, my goal is 25,000. What did we hit last year? Uh, well, maybe uh, it was like 17,000. So maybe 25 is a little low, but. I want to start with something achievable, but those are my goals. Um, and I wanted to ask you, Dean, do you have any goals uh, for your collection for 2020? Oh man, to just get bigger. Because you you haven't talked about it, Dean, what? What? but you achieved a life goal in collecting. Oh yeah. And let me preface this with a big shout out to our sponsor, Wado Scrapyard. So Wado Scrapyard sponsored us for three months for January, February, March. Yeah. Three months of sponsorship. And their sponsorship uh, helped Dean acquire a grail. Yeah. A lifelong grail. And I was almost disappointed that you didn't even mention it. I knew this week. Because technically, I mean, I can't show it to the screen right now in pieces. Tell me about it. Okay, so I had mentioned this on the show at some point. Uh, I want to say it was not this past Christmas, but the one before. Yeah. I said, like, one of my grails is the three and three quarter inch Imperial Shuttle. Yes. And I will own one by the end of the year. Someone find that clip, by the way, and let me know the episode and the timestamp. Yeah, it's. I know I said it on the show, so it's out there. Yeah. And, um... So, I don't know, like two months, or yeah, like two months ago, maybe, Watto, Sean, uh, messaged me, and he's like, hey, do you have the shuttle? Because I need one for parts. I need to 3D scan the parts 
so I could sell them because that's what he does mainly. Right now, he's doing his head sculpts and stuff, but mainly yeah. sells replacement parts for old Kenner and Hasbro uh, vehicles. Vehicles, and I was like, dude, I don't own one of those. I've always wanted one, but they're so expensive. I I can't feasibly yeah feasibly get one. And Dean, for the listeners, can you tell us uh, approximately how much those things go for? Um, the last one to sell on eBay uh, in the complete condition was uh, like three fifty, and then like forty dollars shipping. About four hundred bucks. So four hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a few on there right now. Also four hundred dollars. Buy it now. Um, so it's like, yeah, I'm I'm never gonna own one in box. They're even more expensive. Um. So, like, unless I find one, and then I'll come to you for parts. And he was like, well, mm-hmm. I need one. I don't have the parts. I was like, well, I, I can't help you. I was like, but if, if I find one, I'll let you know. Yeah. So, again, this is, like, December 29th. Yeah, literally, like, the last day of the year, almost. Yeah, I was I went to Facebook Marketplace. I don't know what I was searching for. But I just typed in Star Wars and I scrolled like one thing down, and right there, an original '84 Imperial shuttle, complete, 150 bucks. So I was like, "Get out of town!" So I messaged the guy. I was like, "Yo, is it still available?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "I'll pick it up." Uh, I think I was like at work, so I was like, "I'll pick it up tomorrow." He's like, mm-hmm. "Okay." So I messaged Sean. I was like, "Dude, I found one. I'm gonna buy it." And I'll send it to you, or I'll send you the parts. And he was like, how much is it? And he's like, buy it, and I'll cover you. And I was like, well, like, it's for me. I'm not going to buy it for for you, but I'll help you out. And he was like, no, 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 no. Like, you buy it, and I will pay you for it, and then you can keep it. I was like, are you are you kidding me? He's like, no, like, I really need those parts. So we went. Uh, he went halvesies. So I ended up paying eighty five, or yeah, what's half of seventy five? Half of one fifty is seventy five. Okay, then it was more than that. What was it? I I have the screenshot somewhere, but um, or I guess it's one seventy, right? Eighty five and eighty five. I forget. Sure. I think we're getting stuck on the number here, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The point is that Sean covered half of it, and I was able to attain my grail original 84 for next to nothing with one day to spare yeah with one day to spare and then uh so i I shipped him the parts he should get them tomorrow he's gonna 3d scan them and you'll be able to buy uh anybody will be able to buy the parts for the imperial shuttle yeah if replacement hardest things to get your hands on yeah Um, so and for Sean, it makes a lot of sense because he can make that money oh, back. He's gonna make it back in you know three orders. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So it's like a huge quid pro quo. I got my grail, he's able to help other collectors out, he's gonna make money off of those. And it's, then we yeah. um, you know, he he also paid for some sponsorships through that purchase as well. Yeah. So and, uh, definitely was, a win-win yeah. win. I was selling it too. I was like, dude, this is going to a good home. I was like He's like, yeah, it's important that it goes to someone who's going to appreciate it. I was like, well, dude, you're helping out like thousands of collectors right now. I was like, because you know we're gonna 
scan these parts and people will be able to buy them. He's like, wow, that's so cool. And I was like, I know. So it's it's right here on my desk, but it's it's in pieces. So yeah. Um, but it what was a, what a beautiful story. Dude, it's so cool. Sean is an awesome guy. But if he doesn't send my parts back, I'll be sure to rip him a new one on the pod. Don't buy from water. <laughs> Dean, make sure you get signature confirmation. Yeah, dude. I uh I get signature I... confirmation, UPS, hold it at the store, do like whatever you can to get those back safely. Yeah, dude. Well, I'll just be able to buy them from Sean afterward. <laughs> well, it's not the same. <laughs> I know. Um so I feel like this year I really expanded my collection. I think next year I want to refocus and and trim it down just a little bit. Um there's only so much space one has, you know? And I'm I'm nearing that limit. And I really want to to refocus a little bit, um, you know, with some of the things that I have. And uh, so I think that's a real attainable goal for this year for collecting. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. We'll definitely see how that goes. Um, yeah. Oh, this is going to be good. What were you going to say? You should really just like narrow it down to. Like a core collection of things. You always come back to Star Wars, so just stick with Star Wars because you you go into these like I know I really need to bits of like oh I need this and you'll sell all your Star Wars stuff and then like when that hype is already down you're like fuck where I want my Star Wars stuff back. It's like just stick with Star Wars. That's usually a, a pretty like safe bet. Yeah, that you're always gonna be in the Star Wars. Um. Well, let's talk about this, Dean. Let's let's get off of goals. I think yeah, I'm a little, little sappy there, but yeah. uh, you wanted to have this discussion, and I'll let you I'll let you talk about it because you're very passionate about this. So go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I I was just thinking the other day, and I was like, man, you know, there's a lot of third party Dragon Ball, uh, Power Rangers, a lot of third party Transformers. Um, pretty much whatever you could think of, there's probably a third party of it, but there is not third party Gundam, and it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Now, Gundams aren't really that expensive anyway. Um, you know, the kits mm-hmm. an expensive, like a really expensive kit is like 200. It's like, oh man, that's a 200 kit because they're usually like 30 to like 60 dollars. On an average kit, and then you know you mm-hmm. get more expensive ones. Yeah, but then I bought I bought this thing, and um, it's about as big as a Master Grade, pretty pretty small, um, but it it's metal, it's uh-huh. really heavy, and it was uh, one seventy shipped. Now, th- like I said, the new ones are coming out, and they're like two twenty. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was used. Um, and I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if like somebody else made fucking Gundams that weren't, you know, life mm-hmm. and they'd be even cheaper. And it just like blows my mind that that's like the only thing out there that doesn't have third party. There's third party fucking Marvel figures, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just blows my mind that everybody in the world is collectively like, nah, we're not going to touch that. Um, and it's not like a Bandai thing because Bandai makes Dragon Ball third part, you know, de- demoniacal and 
all kinds of shit. So it's like, what's what gives? Like, what is it about Gundam? Mm-hmm. There's no third party. I don't know. Because at first, when you brought this up, you know, I thought, oh, it's the complexity. Like, the Bandai molds. Not molds, but, like, the way Bandai makes their kits. Right. They're doing, like, two to three colors on a sprue, which is extremely difficult to do. Uh-huh. No, it doesn't have to be a kit. No, no, no I, I understand. But, but the more I thought about it, it's, it's not that. It can't be that. That's not impossible. Maybe, you know, and then I thought maybe it's because Transformers, like the G1, they're very simple designs, but... Now you have third party like the Zeta Toys Bumblebee, which is like a really complex design. Then you have, uh, you know, the one that Jobby just reviewed, the Last Night Transformer, uh, the Optimus. uh, Yeah, it's a really good review. I don't know. I. I just yeah. I, I honestly don't know why. So is Gun- it I mean is, does Gundam have as big of a fan base as, as Transformers? Dude, Gunpla is insane. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't want to piss anyone off and say it has more, but I wouldn't be surprised if Gun Gundam has more. More fans. Yeah, just because it's been around so long. I mean so it's Transformers, but like I mean, the kits are so easy to, you know, put together, and mm-hmm. it's just insane. I mean, I don't know a single person that like has Gundam that has one Gundam. It's usually like a whole shelf or like six or seven kids. Like no one just half-asses it. Does that make yeah. sense? No, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and it's like you have the 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 figures like the Gundam Universe, the little six inch, super easy. They're you know they they don't there's not really too much to them. Mm-hmm. Twenty bucks, but it's like why isn't someone else out there doing it? Mm-hmm. It just like blows my mind. Yeah, like, look at your Bumblebee collection, and what like a matter of a couple weeks, you have how many? Mm, like five. Yeah, and all from different companies. Like it's insane that I couldn't do that with with the RX seven eight. I could only have Bandai and they have you know a good variety of different ones and they each bring something to the table. But it would just be kind of cool to be able to be like, oh, this is the the RX seven eight from someone else, you know. It's not called the RX seven eight, but I don't know. It just like blows my mind that no one's doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know. And again, it doesn't they don't even have to make kids. They could just make a boxed figure. Like, yeah. Like some of the transformers they don't even transform, they're just figures. It's like that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm usually on gonna display like that anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that was just my rants. I don't know, man. It's a very interesting rant. Hopefully, some people on Ox can uh, can put their thoughts in. Yeah, or maybe there are third party ones, and we just don't know about it. They do, so right? No, what the hell's going on, Dean? We we have to thank Wado Scrapyard again for sponsoring again? this show. They're Not such enough. good guys. I the reason why know. we're going to thank them, Dean, is because they. Uh, not only sponsor our show, they're also sponsoring uh, my little mini program, The Joy of Hobbying. 
I uh, do that uh, occasionally on Thursdays. I know we'll be. I won't be recording for the next several Thursdays. I've got some family stuff I need to take care of on Thursdays. But they offered us something fantastic, Dean. Nice. Now they've been doing a lot of custom head sculpts, and they offered to do a sculpt of the month program on auxiliary. So each month they're going to uh, Sean, Dean, and myself will pick three sculpts. Um, we'll nominate three sculpts. And we will let you guys vote. Whichever sculpt wins, whichever character wins, uh, Sean will produce one twelfth and one six scale resin prints that are exclusive for Ox members to purchase of that character. And you'll get an Ox exclusive price. Now, the characters that we chose this month were Lando Calrissian from Empire Strikes Back, Crispy Anakin from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Right, Revenge of the Sith. And uh, Poe Dameron from Rise of Skywalker. And uh, Lando is winning right now, if I remember correctly. I told you, people want Lando. Uh, Sean works with a really talented digital sculptor. And for a lot of these sculpts, we would be able to offer more than one expression. And, um, you know, I I can't... Don't quote me on the one six scale price. But I know the one twelve scale prices are like $15 shipped for a resin printed head, which is really good. Yeah, I got um, I got a custom sculpt from nothing. I just sent reference shots. I got mm-hmm. a custom sculpt. I got two variations. Mm-hmm. One six scale, printed and shipped. Uh, insane price. I don't know if I got a deal, so I'm not going to say the price, but yeah, I was shocked at how cheap it ended up being. Yeah, and it's something that, Dean, you and I are going to commission sculpts of ourselves, I think. Yeah, to, to use on the cool. table. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be cool to put like on a black series stormtrooper or something. Yeah, well, I need like a I don't know, job of the hub body. Or... Wow, you said it, <laughs> not me. You said it, not me. Um, anyway, so we're going to be doing that, and not only that, but for the joy of hobbying, he sent me a one twelve scale blurg. No, nice. you can see I've already started working on the kit a little bit. I'm going to do some pre prep uh, before um, be you know, before I, I put it on camera, but. Very easy to do kit. Uh, I printed in gold because I think he had just had like a shitload of gold filament and uh, he was giving it to me for free. So he was like, I'm just going to print in gold if you don't mind. Um, Went together very well. A little bit of cleanup I'll need to do in some of the edges of the forearm of the arms where they meet the shoulder socket and of course in the legs. Uh, But all that I don't think is going to be impossible. And we're going to paint it up. And, uh, you know, if I really like it, I'll keep it. But if, um, you know, if I don't have a home for it, I think I'm going to give it away on the uh, on the show. So we'll see what happens with the um, one twelfth. What's that? So you still owe me, so I'll take it. Um, Dean, I have so many things for you here at the house. I have <laughs> your, if you want to play like that, I got your Razor Crest hey. here. I got your Mandalorian blaster pistol. Nice, ready for you. Well, I and just uh, I won that last raffle, but you said I couldn't. So do what? I said I won that last raffle, but you said I couldn't, so... Um, <laughs> Dean, we also are working on a one twelfth scale Ben Solo from Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And my good friend Jason Nelson did some beautiful sculpting here. Our good friend Jason Nelson. Our good friend Jason Nelson. There you go. I can make this camera myself for a second. But you can see really nice sculpting here. We use the um, the Fleet Trooper... And uh, basically stripped off a lot of the parts 
And uh, it just came out really good. I really like it so far. We have the Ben Solo head that Watto Scrapyard produced for me. And uh, I'm excited to get that painted and finished. But, uh, yeah, I just really like the way it's coming along so far. Speaking of Ben Solo sculpts, I'm going to need one for my custom. Oh, my God. What are you dropping there? I'll figure. That's fine. Wait, you're making a Ben Solo, too? Yeah. Click the next slide. Ooh. Bam. He's six scale, but... Well... You'd have to take all the clothes off, though. You mean a you mean a Kylo sculpt? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ben Solo is Kylo. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know if you were kidding or not. Wow. But, yeah. So, so tell us about your custom here. That's a beautiful figure. Okay. So again, like I said, I had the Force Awakens Kylo, and I just I really like the look of the Last Jedi slash Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I could do without the red things, but whatever. Um, so, yeah. like, I guess I, I got the last set in the nick of time because I went to Toy Anxiety after I saw the movie and they had the cape and tunic for 20 bucks each. Mm-hmm. So I bought them. They got here and I I started this. So I took off the, the cowl and the, uh, I don't even know what you call it, like a shawl. Mm hmm. And then the under tunic from the Force Awakens, which leaves the um I wanna say maybe there's an undershirt, I don't know. And then the pants, or maybe it's naked. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it just leaves the body. And the uh, the lower half of this body is apparently people like it better than the um last Jedi version because there's like little to no articulation in the boots. Yeah. Pants are apparently like a really weird color, or not color, but fabric. Uh-huh. So people prefer the lower half of the body. Uh-huh. I was like, well, shit, I already got it, so I'm just going to buy the cape and tunic. So that's what I did. Um, I took it apart. The only thing I had to do was um, cut the, um, what do you call it? It, this material goes around the neck. Uh-huh. I guess it's like a turtleneck kind of thing. Oh, you cut the turtleneck on yours? Yeah, I had to cut that off. Otherwise, this tunic would not fit properly over it. Uh-huh. It wouldn't go lower than the ball peg, and it looked like he had like huge like tumors on his neck. Uh-huh. Um, and if, even if I went back to the Force Awakens version, he wears the big shawl, so you're never going to see that anyway. Yeah. Um, so I had no problem cutting that off, and it looks fucking sick. So I like it. And it all took, I don't know, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a suit. So if you're thinking about doing that, like, do it because i like the idea that i could have both kylos if i really wanted yeah like i like it if i wanted to take pictures the force awakens it'll just take me a couple minutes to put it on Mm -hmm. and vice versa so not bad not bad look at you getting into the custom world yeah (sighs) team this is so sad tragedy tragedy struck this week on monday and uh, I just, 
I'm just not sure how I feel about it. So let's rewind. November, I mean, I November, no, November 12th. The worst day of recent memory. I got a phone call that no one ever wants to hear. Your best friend was just in a car accident. Right. Sweet Angel Dean. And Rainer. And Rainer. After dealing with the car accident, I get home and I'm like, what the hell? The pizza we ordered before I knew Dean was in a car accident is not here yet. I let 30 minutes go by and I call Domino's Pizza. And I asked them, where's my pizza? And they told me we delivered it an hour ago. I essentially spit in my mouth. And I asked them to describe my house. And I asked them to describe my wife. (laughs) Both descriptions were inaccurate. (laughs) Yeah. What happened was... And then asked you if you were if you were sure. Yeah, they asked me if I was sure that my wife was white. Was white. And I'm like, no, my wife is black. Um, what had happened was there is... Uh, I live on a street, and my house has a, a street number. Let's just say 1234. One street over, there is a very similarly named street with the same house numbers. Uh, shout out to the idiot that did that. And the pizza person delivered it to the wrong address. And instead of being a a good citizen, this awful human being couple signed for our pizza and ate it and tipped poorly, which is the worst part about it. So we, we, you know, fast forward to Monday. I get a text that my gift from Sydney had been delivered, from Dean had been delivered. And I, I'm only a few minutes away from my house when I get this text. And within five minutes of this text, I'm at my house. Okay? Okay. I check the door, which is where the package was delivered. I find nothing. I check the mail hub, which is where our packages go if they're not at the door. I find nothing. Dean, my mail person is no more than 50 to 100 yards away. And I walk over and ask them where my package is. They check the truck, and the mail person says, I may have delivered it to uh, the one, the quote-unquote 1234 address on the other street, a.k.a. the Pizza Bandits. We drive, uh, again, this is within seconds of me approaching the mail person. He's already finishing up that, that little box. He's like, let's go back and I'll get your package for you. We go to the porch, no package. Again, this is about six, seven minutes after I initially inspected my mailbox. And the mail person knocks on the door and he asked me to wait by my car. And the pizza bandit answers the door and the mailman returns with no package. And he says that the lady swears she did not bring the package inside. And I tell him the pizza story. And he goes back and confronts the woman again. A few minutes later, he comes back, no package. And he says, she sounded really sketchy when I confronted her about uh, the package the second time. But, you know, 
I'm just a mail carrier. I can't get your package back if she's saying that she doesn't have it. At this point, this is about seventy dollars in, in three months that this woman has stolen from me. About thirty, forty dollars in pizza, because we were anticipating you and Rainer watching The Mandalorian with us. Right. And this package of 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 this amazing gift that you had given me. So I say, you know what? This is bullshit. I'm gonna call the cops. Call the cops. And they say that because it's a non-emergency line, they may need to beat me at my work because it could be, you know, 30 minutes before they can get out there. Really nice officer pulls up to my work. I chat with him, and I assume that he's just going to go get the package. But he's like, come on, take me to, your, take me to this house right now. We're going to go and ride up on him, roll up on him. So I do. We go. We um, cop spends about 20 minutes trying to get this lady to open her door. To no avail. And he says, you know, you know, this is a not a you know, not that it's not a big deal, but it's, you know, it's a package that's twenty five bucks. Like they're not gonna bring in the SWAT team, you know? Right. So he tells me to go to the post office and file a stolen mail thing and you know, he gives me his police report information, his badge number to uh to add to that report. So we go to the post office. And at the post office, they can confirm with the GPS tag from the little phone thing that the mail carriers have, mm-hmm. where that the package was indeed scanned at that house that right. we suspected. So the post office um, has a entity called the inspector, the post office inspector general's office, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I asked what that was, and the way that they described it was it's like the FBI for the post office. Like, all they deal with is stolen mail and mail fraud. Dang. So they're uh, opening a case against this woman, and the postmaster himself told me that he was going to go and try to retrieve old Bumblebee. Uh, Nothing came of that that I know of. And, you know, at this point um, in Texas, it is a pretty big deal to steal mail in Texas now. It's actually a felony. And uh, when they told me, you know, at this point, the last resort... Um, other than filing these claims and starting these processes was to do an insurance claim. And my heart was broken, Dean. I, I lit a flame, an eternal flame for my bumblebee. And I had all my bumblebees tribute to him. Is, is, the, is the thing on right now? Is the what? Is that candle on right now? It's an eternal flame, Dean. It stays lit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. It's just right there. No, I didn't keep it in there. It would burn the figures. I've moved it somewhere else. Oh, can you go get it? <laughs> I don't want to burn my hands. It's been burning for hours. The glass is molting hot, okay? I'm going to right around there. <laughs> and Dan Lee, being the sweet angel that he was, had all his Transformers salute wow. in honor of fallen um, Mervyn. I'm not kidding. That's one of the coolest things. <laughs> Mervin Mervin says Postmaster General investigates stolen packages and mail fraud. Yeah, I don't know. Mervin, that's what he said. And um Dan, this is such a sweet tribute to my my sweet sweet bee. And let me read you what House Bill 37 does. So mail theft uh is now a class A misdemeanor, which is pretty serious to a third degree felony. God. And 
It is punishable by up to one year in jail and a fine of $4,000 to between two and 10 years in prison and a fine of $10,000. And it can go up to a first degree felony. If there's proof an offender intended to obtain someone's identifying information or steal from the address of a disabled or elderly person. And uh, I really hope that this lady gets what's coming to her because this is BS. And I saw that person outside today and I really wanted to confront them, but it's just, you never, you never know with people, man. Like you confront the wrong person. You never know. Yeah. So I'm going to let my boys at the post office. Just print that out and just go tape it to her door. Ooh, that's a good idea. Look, look, bitch, I know you stole my fucking mail. Give it back or you're going to go to prison, you dumb cunt. Sorry. Wow. (laughs) The second I said it, I'm sorry. So uh, my heart is just breaking, Dean. Yeah. That's no bueno. (sighs) My boy. That was my boy. Anyways. Um... And so we're starting World War B. We're going to get this B back. If it's the last thing I do, we're going to get Bumblebee back. Yeah. One way or another. Nice. Dean, let's talk uh, briefly, because I think we're, we're, st- we're running on, we're running on for Rise of Skywalker. Dean, you put up a very profound quote uh, yesterday. Maybe it was two days ago on Six Scale Scavengers oh, yeah. Facebook page. And before before I get into the quote, they are doing their figure of the year award. So I think they close like in an hour. So if you're oh. uh, on Six Scale Scavengers Facebook group, go and fill out their Google form. You can nominate uh, your five figures of the year um, and give them some love because they showed us a lot of love for our uh, CW awards. But Dean, let's get back to you. guys, by the way. They're what? Just a bunch of good guys. Great guys. But Dean, let's get into the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, you had a profound quote. And I'd like you to share it because I share the sentiment. Okay. Well, let me preface this with saying that whenever either Matt or Brian would uh, live stream an unboxing or something... And they would start talking about a Ray figure or something. And they'd be like, yeah, I don't really know where to put it. Just put it in a storage. <laughs> like, just get rid of it. Like, it's just trash. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie totally brought me around. So I said, guys, a man can only admit when he was wrong. And that's what yes. I did. I apologize. Yep. Dean, I'd like to also uh, say something real quick before we get into it. And I actually prepared the statement for this. Wow. I state my regret. <laughs> oh, all right, Dwight. This that movie was, made me. It was Dwight, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> this movie really made me like this trilogy. Like, really made me like this trilogy. Now, now, uh, TLJ is not entirely forgiven, but a lot of things in that movie make a little bit more sense with this movie uh, being what it is. A lot of people that dislike this film say the plot is too complicated, it's too fast-paced, this doesn't make any sense. And uh, I'd like to... Space car chase that leads nowhere... I'd like to. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot give that movie any slack. Wait, which one? The Last Jedi. 
Well, I'd like to address um, some things about this trilogy. And maybe, Dean, maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't. I probably won't, but let's do it. First and foremost, in Force Awakens, we kind of have the complaint that Rey is a Mary Sewer. She's overpowered beyond what, you know, she might be able to reasonably do. Right. And I, I rewatched um, a lot of the original trilogy this week, judging it as I had, you know, the sequel trilogy. And Luke kind of is a Mary Sue in that film. Like, you know, he trains with Obi-Wan for minutes in the Force, never has flown an X-Wing, hops into this motherfucker, and one-shots the Death Star with no targeting computer using the Force. Uh... I just... I think, like, Luke's abilities... You know, compared to like the the setup of Ray, like you know, being a really good melee fighter, being extremely good with the staff, like there's certain things in that film that make me believe that Ray can do some of the things that she does in TFA. And with Luke, I can maybe see some of those things, but also can apply some of those criticisms from that film to this one. Now let's go to Empire. You know. Wait. Wait, 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 before you move on to Empire. Mm-hmm. One, Luke's already a really good pilot. He talks mm-hmm. about flying 16, shooting womp rats, like... Yeah, but there's a difference between being a really good pilot what? and a recreational... No, 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 wait, hold on. <clears throat> he wants to join the Academy. That's what he's... That was his whole point. Yeah, he wants to be a, the Imperial Academy. A pilot. Mm-hmm. So he's probably a pretty fucking good pilot. Second of all... Luke really does not use the force in the first movie. He he does the thing with the lightsaber and then Obi-Wan talks to him. That's about it. Ray hears about the Jedi and is like, oh, they're not a myth. And then all of a sudden she knows how to do a Jedi mind trick without ever seeing it. Luke at least saw it happen. Obi-Wan did it in front of him. No one ever did anything in front of Rey, and all of a sudden she could use Jedi mind tricks. It, it kind of made no sense. Yeah. But but can you understand some of my relatings? No. no, none of those? No, because Luke literally wasn't a Mary Sue. He struggled with Obi-Wan, and then literally never used the Force again until he got to Yoda. Doesn't, doesn't Obi-Wan say use the Force when he one-shots the Death Star? Uh, yeah, but so he's like in his head and he doesn't give the tracking computer. Like, I guess that's using the force, but he also misses before that. So, again, there's struggle there. He doesn't just fucking hit it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Empire. And I know that um, with Snoke, a big complaint with The Last Jedi was oh, well, he's dead, and, like, all this build-up in the first movie made no sense because he's dead, uh-huh. you know? And if you look at Empire critically, it's, a, it's in my opinion, the best of however many Star Wars there are now. I think it's, like, what, 12 now? Something like that. And I feel like in Empire, like, there was this big setup that Vader killed Luke's father, and then conveniently it's revealed, like, oh, from a certain point of view... 
he yeah. that's that's still really cheesy to me to this day and you know the whole thing like in return of the jedi where you find out leia's luke's sister and they had already kissed twice you know awkwardly it's just i can apply some of these criticisms no she kisses him in the um in the um after he gets his arm cut off, she kisses him in the in the Falcon. Right. This... And then she she kisses him when when he's in the healing bay in, in Hoth. Okay, but she kisses him like on the forehead when he's in the Falcon. No, I'm pretty sure she, she kisses him on the lips. She also kisses him on the cheek when they're escaping the Death Star. That's different though. That's I don't think I don't think the him being wounded and her kissing him is. Uh... But it was a kiss on the lips though. Uh, I saw the clip yesterday. No. Oh. And um, uh, Mervin says, Luke doesn't miss. He does a one trench run and nails the one shot using the force. Yeah, Dean, I think it was the guy before him that missed. Oh, that's right. It was. Uh, what's his name? The Red, Red Leader? Yeah. Almost there. And it didn't go in. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I can apply some of these criticisms. Then, of course, like Rise of Skywalker, everyone says the plot makes no sense. And I've talked about this many times. But Return of the Jedi plot is super complicated. And like oh, their dude. whole plan is just yeah, makes no the sense. first hour of that movie is all like happenstance. Yeah. There's no way you plan this. So let's let's get into the, the talk of this film. Because maybe you didn't agree with anything I just said I for did. the last five minutes. Sure. But I like this movie. Like it's not that complicated. It was pretty easy to follow. Yeah. You know, the things that are silly in this movie, like the horse thing and like, oh, this Sith artifact has a map to this one thing if you hold it up. Yeah, that's silly. But, you know, yeah, you would have to have been in, that in the exact hill. hill you got. The, yeah. It's, yeah. That admittedly, that's silly. But um, I was watching some of the commentary by Adam Driver about this movie, uh-huh. and he was saying he, he made a really cool point. But he was saying, like, in, in A New Hope, you see Vader as like this total confident powerful being like you know just choking the shit out of people just running through dudes like he's like the top of the game and mm-hmm. as the original trilogy goes he sort of like starts to lose it a little bit and then at the end before he dies you see him at his most vulnerable like a man that you know is you know can't breathe can barely talk you know he's very weak and he said that they wanted to do the reverse with Kylo and take someone that's, you know, very conflicted and very weak in the first film and then build him up slowly until, you know, he's a very confident individual in the third one. Okay. And I like that a lot, you know, when I heard that. And, you know, I certainly don't think that Disney had this planned out, you know, the way that... Yeah. that um, All my problems with this movie are because The Last Jedi is so terrible that it really put everyone else in this weird corner that they were like, fuck it. Let's see if this works. Yeah. And, and additionally, of course the real life circumstances uh, with Carrie Fisher, you know, made certain scenes um, have to really fit what they had, you know? Yeah. Um, This movie is undoing the last movie, which it should never have had to do, but the decisions Ryan Johnson made, now you could think they're good or bad, um, but that's not the decisions you make when you're in the second part of the third trilogy of an epic. Like, dude, why would you take? Why would you do this? Like, this story is already so 
established at this point that yeah. you kind of undo it for everyone else. And it's... I mean, I'm not going to go into it because I fucking hate that guy. But... um yeah, a lot of the things that I think are bad about this movie are because of the last movie. Well, let's talk about the positives, Dean. Uh, what was your out of 10 Ooh, of this film? Uh, after... Let's talk negative. Out of 10? Yeah. Ooh, first watch. I need to watch it again. Uh, You've only seen it once or twice? Yeah, I've only seen it once because I don't have a car, so it's hard. We still need to go see it together. Yes. Um, I would say out of 10, I'm at like an 8. Mm-hmm possibly a nine that being said i think the sequel trilogy was a mistake <laughs> but, but, yeah well uh i know my sister had a huge problem with palpatine being back mm-hmm. but he was the bad guy even in the extended universe in the books yeah people are saying like oh, oh they should have they should have stuck to the the books and it's like in the books it was like hundreds of palpatine clones like but to be fair um, there's this thing my sister sent me is uh, kind of brutal, but they undid a lot of character development for the original characters, and it's like, look, I don't, I don't mind that Palpatine's back, but the fact that Han Solo just ended up being like a deadbeat smuggler after all his ca- character development and the original trilogy and then Luke's rise to being a Jedi. And then now he's just some beach bum that wants to be left alone. Like you've made that trilogy essentially pointless now because they've yeah. accomplished nothing now that these, this sequel trilogy is here. So it's kind of like, I did enjoy it, but I think it was all a mistake. I would have much rather have Star Wars trilogy that didn't fuck with your little. So, would you have preferred a, I guess my question for you is, because I've heard a lot of your criticisms privately and then also, you know, on the podcast, Uh but it seems like a lot of people are upset that there is, uh, and I think maybe you are as well, that, you know, they killed the Empire and, and, and like all the bad guys, and then, you know, 30 years later, there's just another Empire, you know? What for you? What for you would have been? Because you couldn't have a, a a trilogy with no bad guys. You know what I mean? Like it would just be like three movies of like just Luke building the Jedi Order. No, would you have preferred no. that? Or let me say this: the Empire was fucking huge. Yeah, there's no way you're gonna blow up just the main guy and the whole thing just falls apart. Mm-hmm. Never. It would never happen if somebody. You know, when someone assassinated JFK, the United States didn't fall apart. No, it just, you know, we got our shit together and pulled through. That's the same thing that would happen. So it's not like this huge deal to me that the First Order is here, because obviously there would be resources left over for people Mm -hmm. to use, which is kind of what happens in Battlefront, too, the campaign, which is really cool to see. Yeah. Um. But you start off episode seven with Leia and this like itty bitty resistance. It's like the same thing all over again. It's like this ragtag group of people. And it's like, okay, what happened to like all her supporters and the army? Now I know. Well, I think I think the the um 
I think Leia did have a, a good network of resi- or, you know, resistance or rebels, whatever, but they were all blown up by Starkiller base. They struck at like the heart of the New Republic. Yeah, but again, you still never even see any of that. I guess you would have wanted to see that explored more, like yeah. how how they how far they've come. Luke at the peak of of training Jedi, like he's been doing it for forty years, and and Kylo turns bad and kills a lot of them, and like that would have been a much better storyline. Than- maybe starting the story, maybe where the middle of TLJ was, where Kylo is confronted by Luke. While he's sleeping, maybe that would have been a better starting point for you for the new sequel trilogy. I mean, no, because that whole sequence makes zero sense. But uh, I don't know, something different, like. But maybe around that time, like where Kylo's training, like a a dozen or so Jedi, and which, by the way, the rise of Kylo Ren and the rise of Snoke Age of Resistance comics are really well done. Are they? I haven't read them. Yeah. So the um, the Kylo comic is about um. He's he does and obviously spoiler alert, but he is under training by Snoke, and Snoke is like teaching him to like you know use his fear and his rage, and um, he's taken to Dagobah to the cave where Luke confronted the Vision of Vader, and um, for Kylo, the thing he fears most at that time is Luke, and so he strikes Luke down in the cave, and Snoke tells him that there's one more challenge he has to face. And it's his parents. And the comic is from Snoke's perspective, and Snoke can sense that Kylo has struck them down. Right. And instead, Kylo has um, struck down like a, a, a root in that little cave. And it kind of sets the tone that Kylo is just fucking with Snoke. Like Kylo can make Snoke think whatever he wants. Mm. And it kind of like, hints that he can he knows how to do this and that he can do it at will and that's kind of like in tlj where where snoke is like in his head and he's like you know i know he's going to kill you and i can see him turning the blade and like that is all like quote unquote foreshadowed in this comic and then kylo brings the whole cave down right um destroying this dark side um i guess like a, a sacred dark side place and he tells Snoke that no other people need to be there. And it was just a really interesting comic because one, he kind of undermined like that cultural Sith site. And then two, he was able to convince Snoke that he did this thing. And then the rise of Kylo Ren comic is uh, Kylo Ren just being a fucking badass and like uh, killing the Zill- this Zillow beast that Vader tried to kill when oh, he was younger. You sent me screenshots? Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Um, but. I, I like this movie, and honestly, like this movie made me like this trilogy a lot more. Yeah. Um, I don't like The Last Jedi by any means, but um, in rewatching it, it's a little bit more watchable, and I still skip over Canto by it. But I'm not kidding, this isn't a joke to be funny. I had a dream I was watching The Last Jedi, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" And I woke up. That's how much I hate that movie. That was yes this morning. I was like, "What am I doing watching this? Like, why would I do this?" It was so funny, I swear. Um, Dean, did you like the? Um, let's get off of Rise of Skywalker. I, I gave. I think it's a nine out of ten movie on two viewings. I think they uh, JJ did the absolute best he could. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's talk about Mandalorian. I don't have a slide for this one. So, uh, what did you think of the last uh, few episodes of the show? 
of the season. So good. I was so happy Baby Yoda's okay. Yeah, me too. Um, the finale was great. I thought it was really good. The Batman um, Mandalorian episode on the prisoner ship was really good. Um, Bill Burr's character was really cool. Curious to see if that was Boba Fett that rescued that uh, chick on Tatooine. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm kind of that we didn't get the closure. And um, yeah, the last episode was really good. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's kind of hard to believe that they had to call in the 501st, given the scale of that battle. There was not that many troops. The way that some of the things that made it seem like it was going to be like hundreds of troops and armor. And yeah. um, But, you know, it's really cool that they were able to bring in some fans to do it. Uh, IG-11 redeemed himself hella, hella awesomely. Uh, he came back for the last ep- last two episodes. Uh, it was good to see the Mandalorian using a jetpack. Uh, we got to see him unmasked, and Sean Fear's Mandalorian head sculpt pretty much matches, um, you know, the character's look in the movie because it's basically just Pedro Pascal under the mask without, you know, any crazy scars or, you know, cybernetics or anything like that. Um, did you like it, Dean? I love it, dude. I, I, I think I told you uh, you hadn't seen it yet. And you're like, is it good? And I was like, dude, it might be the best thing Star Wars ever. Which, wow. That's high I, praise. Yeah, it was so good. Um, Season two comes out in fall, so that's really exciting. I wasn't sure when that was coming out. But uh, yeah, I liked it. I really liked it. And I know, you know, we're not really going to touch too much longer on, on either of these two, but I know Dean was a part of the spoiler chat for Rise of Skywalker with the guys from OFAC. So if you want to hear more about their spoiler spoiler thoughts, check out that show. It's, I think, a few uploads before this one. Um, but that's pretty much all that I have for this show, Dean. We have our Collecting Weekly Facebook group, uh, Auxiliary, and uh, you can find us on there if you want to join the Collecting Weekly Nation. We're on Public by searching Collecting Weekly and uh, Instagram, Collecting Weekly, YouTube, Collecting Weekly. Um, you know, we can find, interact with us and see some behind the scenes stuff on Ox. And as well, you can participate in our sculpt of the month by Watto Scrapyard. Um, we really would appreciate it. If you guys like the show, you could share it with your friends, uh, sub us on YouTube if you're not there already. And the big thing is rating us five stars on Apple podcasts. That really does help us out quite a bit. We've been stuck at the same number of views for quite a while. So definitely, if you like our show, give us a rating on Apple Podcast. Uh, shout out time. Let's go small talk. Uh, Damien and Dylan, I think they're recording this week, if I'm not mistaken. And then yeah. Only Fools and Collecting, their new episode went up yesterday. Really cool guys. Dark Side Customs, the United Kingdom. If you need your head sculpts painted, really, really good painter. Ian is. Uh, <clears throat> talent is insane. Yeah, Victoria's working on uh, Rainer's right now and Damien's and it is a very tedious paint job to do two of those at the same time. So props to her. Uh, big shout out to her. Six Hill Scavengers, Brian, Chris, and TC. Wonderful guys. Uh, hopefully, like Dean mentioned, it would be great to do the um, the joint podcast soon. And then Dork Dad Podcast, Lucky was my secret Santa. Really good guy. What a guy. And uh, Alfred and Chris from CBC Pod. Hopefully, they were able to win. Dude, the, uh, Alfred. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Dude, that was a fun episode. He uh, he 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 messaged me the other day because they were doing a uh, contest on their podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I took their little survey and 
I misunderstood something. He's like, oh, it's actually this. I was like, oh, okay, I'll redo it. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, real quick, while you're giving your shout outs, let me grab that talent to show Rainer since he's watching. Okay. Um, I actually didn't have any shout outs, guys. So this is awkward. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see that. All right, Rainer. So with this head, I be um, wed. Oh. With this head, there's um, let me see if I can do this real quick. So the Fison body, they put like this um like powder on it from the factory to preserve it. And it makes the body look a little bit more pastel than it actually is. So let me grab the body here. So you can see on the stock purgatory, the head is a little darker than the the body. the body because that that uh powder is tinting it so this is our color match here i'm trying to keep both things in frame nice. and they're looking pretty good so let rainer show you this right here and like i said she's working in yours and damon at the same time so it is a process but dean i think you guys are going to that toy show this sunday yeah maybe we can go saturday maybe we can go see rise of skywalker wait wait you're I'm talking about um Cooter Brown? Yeah. No, we're not, I'm not doing that. Oh. oh the Ekmans. There's another Ekmans that he didn't advertise on, on anything? Jesus. Ekmans? We, I was like, yeah, we're going to Ekmans on Friday. And he was like, when did they start advertising? I was like, they didn't. Again. Actually. Now that I'm saying it, I hope Rainer knows this is correct because I haven't heard about it. I, I'm in the loop and I haven't heard anything. So, look, I just um, another while we were doing this, I did another mod for my Kylo Ren. Really? What'd you do? I was wondering you were you were working on something there. So, this is what the neck looks like. Uh, can Hang you? On, let me, yeah, I'm gonna make you big. Just keep talking. Okay, so the neck is just the neck from the body. So, oh, I, did you did you rip off that thing I was talking about? So, if I put the the head on, it looks like that. Uh huh. And if I get a head sculpt, it's gonna look even weirder with a black neck. So, I took what was left of the gorget, I think is what it's called. Yes, 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 yes. Like super glued it, and you pressure fit it on. Look at that. Helmet keeps it on, and now it doesn't look so weird. Look at that, Dean. I have never been more proud of you. I have never been more proud of you. Danny Lee asked, what outfit are you going to use for the Talon? Um, I don't know. I've been trying to help him. Uh, I'm not sure. There's uh, there's not really a good outfit for that character. So yeah. I'm not sure what they're going to do about it. But, uh, you know. That's pretty much all I got for the show. Dean, do you have anything else you want to give? To track down a cool-looking outfit. Um, no, I don't think that's all I had. Well, uh, it's been so good to be back, guys. I know we were a little rough on the show, but uh, you know it's been like 20 days since we've recorded. But it is good to be back. It's good to to get back into the groove of things. I've, I've felt uh, so lost without this show these past few weeks. This is... The show is kind of like my rock, you know, like I, I kind of plan and, and schedule around it. So not being able to record for a few weeks is uh, it's both a blessing and a curse. But uh, anyways, guys, I'm Zach. I'm Dean. Catch you guys in the next episode.
Bye.